0: The state and the White House. You are listening to the John DePietro Show. And good afternoon, everyone, on this, uh, well, pleasant Monday, so to speak, somewhat. It's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Remember, you can always listen online at the website, which is DePetro.com. I want to say good afternoon to everybody tuning in. Part of our uh, live stream that we do on Facebook Live, you can uh, just find my page. It's John DePietro show. This portion of the program is brought to you by Rhode Island's number one garden center, PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center, where they have hanging, impatience bags, Beautiful 12-inch potted tomatoes, 10-inch geranium hangers, and 12-inch geranium pots, all assorted colors. Beautiful 14-inch moss baskets, all varieties. Folks, it's PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. Stop it and see them. Rhode Island's number one garden center. They're located 3688 Quaker Lane in North Kingstown. They're open seven days a week, right off of Route 4. Take a ride and see. Shop local. Great local business, Steve and Debbie and Junior and Byron. It's PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. They also have screen loom, crushed stone, black, brown hemlock, and mulches. Look for them on Facebook. They have a great page. It's PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. Now, it's Monday, and, folks, it's a very dramatic day. I want to dip into. I recognize uh, that not everyone's following it, but it's so important, and that is the show oven. This is the prosecution. We're going to dip in and out. But the Derek Chauvin trial, as far as with the death of George Floyd, and the uh, right now we're in the middle. We're going to go in and out of it. But these are the closing arguments with the it's not prosecution.
1: Use that phrase. Awful, but lawful. Right? But force that is not lawful. It's, it's just awful. So the defendant is guilty. Of second-degree murder. He's guilty of third-degree murder. He's guilty of second-degree manslaughter. Oh. All of them. Because this was not a justified use of force. You cannot justify this use of force. It's impossible. Not if you apply the rules. Not if you apply the standards.
0: Chauvin is screwed.
1: That sworn officer to protect and serve.
0: No question about that it. A
1: sworn officer. That oath that they take.
0: Defense tried.
1: do you know, at the beginning of my comments I talked about George Floyd's life how he was surrounded by people who cared about him. <laughs> you
0: know the prosecutors did a pretty good job. They, they did. The if these prosecutors had if prosecuted death, OJ
1: surrounded by strangers.
0: OJ would have been found guilty. Uh, they were strangers and stuck with Mark Marcia Clark they didn't care. stuck with her.
1: You can't say that.
0: Incompetent.
1: These people were randomly chosen from the community, people from the community randomly chosen by fate. And they were coming from different places, and they were going to different places, and they had different purposes. All of them. Random members of the community. All converged by fate. Not One single moment in time to witness something.
0: Talking about the people that were filming this
1: nine minutes and 29 seconds.
0: I think it was actually seven minutes and 29 seconds.
1: Shocking abuse of authority to watch a man
0: brutal. They were afraid of the crowd. There was
1: nothing they could do about it. That's true because they were powerless.
0: That that is true. Utterly
1: powerless because even though they respected the badge, even seeing this, they tried, they cried out at first. They were full of hey, You can get up off him. It became more and more desperate as they watched us go on and on and on. And there was nothing. There was nothing they could do. All they could do, all they could do was watch and gather what they could. Gather their memories. Gather their thoughts and impressions. Gather those precious recordings. And they gathered those up and they brought them here. And they brought them here, and they got up on the stand, and they testified, and they bore witness to what they saw. Very biased. They bore witness to this outrageous act, and they told you about it, and they gave you what they had. Their thoughts, their impressions, their memories. They gave you those precious recordings so you can see this. You can see this from every single angle. They gave that to you. They were powerless to do anything but that. They gave it to you. Randomly selected people from the community.
0: This is the prosecutor with the Derek Chauvin. You got a
1: summons in the mail. And here you are. All converged on one spot. Now, our system, uh, we have power. Uh, The
0: power um, actually belongs to us. We're going to dip in and out of this, folks. We are... um, are definitely going to uh, dip in and out. But I also want to get to the fact that you have uh, President Biden right now. Can you imagine President Biden saying, you know, I'm, uh, I'm somewhat concerned that there could be some, you know, some rioting with this. Oh, really? Said the person that's lighting the match. You have a president that basically, talk about ready to inflame the situation. Biden is watching the Derek Chauvin Chauvin, excuse me, it's Chauvin trial closely fears the verdict will inflame racial tensions. Let's let's be very clear. And again, folks, good afternoon. It's twelve minutes past twelve on this Monday. It's John DiPietro. You have a president since day one. He has been inflaming racial tensions, and he and uh, Vice President Kamala Harris, they have acted so irresponsibly and encouraging. Uh, racial animosity, encouraging, furthering this narrative that everything's racist and everybody's a racist. And I am telling you that people are getting fed up with it and people are going to start to push back and people have had everything's not racist. It is absolutely nonstop. And there's no accountability. No accountability in the black community. Now in the Latino community with that that kid, that was shot and killed in chicago was a member of the latin kings and how come no one even says anymore my god can you even say what was a 13 year old doing out at three in the morning he had just gotten freshly inked latin king tattoos it is sad but he was a 13 year old kid he was a member of the latin kings he was with a 21 year old gang member he was obviously being used his parents failed him his family failed him but to put that officer in a life and death situation is unfair to do to law enforcement and I also want to right now, you know, there's going to be a story coming up a little bit later on the website to Petro And again, I will be dipping in and out of the trial, but I'm just trying to figure out is the Republican Party in Rhode Island who I try to support? Are they even awake to what's going on? Are they afraid of this state senator, Tierra Mac, that we know back in January? She was in a car accident. Car was unregistered. She had a license from South Carolina. And they didn't issue a word. Nothing. Silence. They're afraid of her. <coughs> she is. I'm going to hold up a picture of her on Facebook Live. Tierra Max. She lives on Camp Street, I believe. New state senator. Um, I think she, in the past, has described herself as a, I, I don't remember. I think it was like a, a black trans gay or queer woman so over the weekend she she tweeted out Tierra Mack. this has been an incredibly hard week emotionally physically mentally one thing i've learned we need to all caps abolish the police not reform not defund abolish police and silence from the blanking republican party in rhode island what are you waiting for does anyone know who is awake over there? Well, you know, they're understaffed and there's volunteers and blah, blah, blah. Excuse, excuse. She's framing the issue for you. You take that and you go around to places like Warwick and Cranston and Woodsocket and North Providence and other communities and say, do you agree with her? Do you agree with this state senator, Tierra Mack? You want to abolish police you know, the people in the poor neighborhoods of South Providence and other parts of the city, they've said, no, we want more police in our neighborhoods. What is the blanking Republican Party waiting for? She's handing it to you. There is the issue. Forget about the stupid climate stuff that we're still getting stupid press releases on. No one understands it anyway. There's oh, 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 this commission and... Uh, Listen, focus on what – you know what people understand is that she's a leader in the Democrat Party, and she's talking about abolishing the police. Wake the blank up, Republican Party. Has anybody – seen? you know, the only thing I can think of is they're afraid of her. They're afraid of her, they're intimidated by her, and they're afraid she's going to punch back. But look at that Rashid Talib, that representative – she tweeted out it wasn't an accident. Policing in our country is inherently intentionally racist. That is so wrong. The cop who's trying to handcuff Dante Wright is was a was a, he's a black man. Can you even say that word anymore? He's a African American police officer. Dante Wright was met with aggression and violence. I'm done with those who condone government-funded murder. Murder. No more policing, incarceration, militarization. It can't be reformed. The The National Republican Party, they're running with this. Defund the police. That's a good issue for the Republican Party. But only if you use it. I am telling you they're afraid. You can't be afraid of them. Argue with facts. As I was mentioning last hour, somebody shows up at a Black Lives Matter rally with a fully armed weapon Where's the press release on that? Is anybody awake over there? What are you waiting for? They're handing them to you. And instead, you know, there's the media yesterday, war and protests against white supremacy stickers posted in their community. You know, I don't know who put up those stupid stickers. And whoever did, by the way, should be arrested. Okay, they were putting up, I don't know. It's most of the time it's kids. Then some idiot showed up with a poster about the Confederate flag. I have no patience for that. But, you know, the Antifa, Al Jazeera, uh, uh, media, right? Uncle Atheist, the guy that was arrested for carrying a loaded gun to the Black Lives Matter protest at the State House, he wrote a piece uh, that was published saying that. That he thinks that they, they arrested him because he had a sign that said blank the police. No, they arrested you because you would have loaded he unlicensed handgun at the state house. And everyone just glosses over it. Folks, this is a time to double down and show you support for law enforcement. This is terrible. You know, and this um, and this guy even starts off. His name is uh, Dennis Torres. I have his photo, and there's a story about him on the website, debitro.com. A few days ago, I heard another Minnesota police officer shot a young black man at a traffic stop over unpaid tickets. Out of the box, he's wrong. That's not what it was. He had expired tags on his car. And then it certainly sounds like things that uh, that police officer, she made a mistake. You know, she's going to have to face the penalty for that. She did. It certainly sounds like she screwed up. Big time. It certainly sounds like she screwed it up. That's what, what it seems to me. Now, I mentioned the story is on the website, folks. And don't forget, to Petro.com, which is brought to you by Gilmore Furniture. fifty ninety Post Road and Work. And right now it's 1219 on this Monday. If you're thinking that maybe you'd like to get some new furniture for your home, new recliner, new sofa. How about a new mattress? Stop it and see Steve Gilmore Furniture, 1590 Post Road in Warwick. Call them at 737-0100. 737-0100, right off Route 37. Uh, They're a mile north of TF Green Airport, right there on Post Road. It's Gilmore Furniture. All right, let me dip back into the Chauvin trial. I I don't understand, folks. I mean, I I will write about it, uh, but it it certainly seems as though – oh, they must be – it's a a little bit of a – okay, so it must be a break. Well, we definitely want to carry when the – when no, maybe it's not. We're going to want to carry when the defense is going to come in and at least attempt to give – some kind of a closing argument. My point with the situation with the George Floyd, Derek Chauvin was the officer, kneeling on the neck. All right, actually, let me... In um, 29 seconds, the defendants wait on
1: him. Uh, here we go. The lungs in his chest, unable to expand because there wasn't enough room to breathe. George Floyd tried. He pushed his bare shoulder against the pavement to lift
0: all right. I think they're actually replaying it is what they're doing. They are. So. All right. Well, we're definitely going to want to carry when they um, we're waiting the defense closing argument. All right. So we are going to carry when we're waiting for the defense closing argument. But what I want to mention, folks, is we can't have decision by mob rule. And it certainly seems that way. Right. We're hearing this can't be another Rodney King. This can't be, you know, the fact that they are gearing up for a riot, that if the jury doesn't come back with the verdict that they want, that there will be a riot. um, That's not what we're supposed to be about. So I'm going to carry the defense closing argument coming up. It goes to the jury. I I don't think they're going to be out that long. I mean, we could be wrong. It's very tough unless you're in there watching the jury to get a sense of it. Maybe they're going to get caught up on some things. But some of the reporters are saying when the defense had certain witnesses, the jury already seemed a little checked out. That leads me to believe that they're just exhausted. And they've heard everything that they want to hear. And now they're, and, and it just happens that way. Are they supposed to listen intently? Of course they are. But it just doesn't always work that way. Folks, this portion at 1221 on this Monday of the John DePietro Show is brought by Jay Perry Paving. Now listen. If you've been thinking of whether it's residential, commercial, seal-coating, or patios, J. Perry Paving, they provide high-quality, fair-pricing, exceptional service, 20 years' experience specializing in commercial paving, residential paving, seal-coating patios, general masonry projects, committed to staying on schedule, all projects, J. Perry Pave them. Call them, contact them for a free estimate. They are on Facebook. Uh, And you can call them at 732-1730. J. Perry Paving. Now, also, they do tremendous work for veterans. So let's just say one of your parents is a veteran or maybe you're a veteran or your grandfather or some family member. If you're a veteran, J. Perry Paving, no one offers veterans a better price and package and deal. Than Jay Perry Paving. Hey, listen, why not get your driveway repaved? Whether it's a brand new paving project, maybe a cracked driveway that needs to be refreshed, Jay Perry Paving. The benefits of asphalt paving the blacktop, affordable, smooth, and safe to drive on, aesthetically appealing, and asphalt can be recycled and reused. So they'll either do a parking lot, a residential asphalt driveway, maybe a basketball court, whatever it is, patio, J. Perry Paving. Contact them for a free quote, 732-1730, and especially if you're a veteran. Or you, maybe your dad is, or your grandfather. Maybe you were visiting, or you know your parents, they could use a new driveway, and your dad's a veteran. J. Perry Paving, they have a great package for veterans. Contact them, 732-1730, 732-1730 for J. Perry Paving. Well, folks, good afternoon. It's John DiPietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, which is dipietro.com. And don't forget, dipietro.com, which is sponsored by Soul Source Restoration. Listen, this is, the question is, are you taking every precaution to prevent against the spread of the virus? Soul Source Restoration. The experts in cleaning and disinfecting. Call them for a quote. 712-2700, 401-712-2700. 712-2700, 401-712-2700. It's our friend, Mike C.P. They clean and disinfect residential commercial properties. Maybe you're having, uh, whether it is personnel entry testing or wipe down service or electrostatic spraying, SOL, S-O-L-E, Sol Source Restoration. Contact them for a quote. Maybe for your business, or you're going to be using a haul. And you want to make sure that everything is nice and clean. Soul Source Restoration. Call them today at 712-2700. Well, folks, good afternoon at 1224. It's John DiPietro. I would you want to play Maxine Waters. I mean, how is this not? She is absolutely encouraging rioting in the streets. And someone needs to call her out on it. And at least finally someone is starting to call out. But... You know, we had to sit and listen as January 6th and how terrible it was. Look at this. Minneapolis braces for violence over the Derek Chauvin verdict. A pig's head left at the former home of witness who defended the cop. What exactly is going on? They have 2,000 National Guard troops. This is not justice. This is third world. This is, this is uh, in essence, is what it is. Is This is mob rule. This is that if they don't get the verdict that they want, that there's going to be rioting. And that was, you know, where is this appropriate? How is this suddenly allowed? Why are we tolerating this? When did this start that this is now okay? When did this start that this is perfectly acceptable that if you don't get the verdict that you want, That it's perfectly acceptable. And then you have Maxine Waters. She is the Democrat representative, California. She was at Brooklyn Center in Minneapolis and telling Black Lives Matter protesters, stay on the street, get confrontational, show them the mean business. In other words, you know, go against the cops. Now, how is she not charged as a domestic terrorist in a sense of insurrection? She is encouraging violence. She is. Maxine Waters. I don't know whether it's in the first degree, but as far as I'm concerned, it's first degree. Here, but... What happens if we do not get what you just told? What should the people do? What should protesters on the street do? I didn't hear you. What happens? What should protesters do? Well, we, we got to stay on the street, uh, and we've got to get more active. We've got to get more confrontational. We've got to make sure that they they know that we need this. What does that mean, more confrontational? More confrontational. You know, they are building up for this. Uh there are people that want it to happen. And I'm I'm sorry to say I think they're gonna get their wish. Uh, So what happens? Uh Chauvin's charged with three counts. Is there not gonna be? So does that mean that if he's not, let's just say he's found guilty of two of them. So what does that mean? Riot? Is that justified? Can they riot if that happens? Where is this now acceptable? Why is it acceptable now? And why isn't she being called a question? And good for that Marjorie Taylor Greene, who's saying, you know, what, what about, um, why, why is that allowed? Why is that allowed? I'm also saying this is breaking right now. Federal judge orders, Proud Boy leaders, Ethan Nordin and Joe Biggs detained pending trial, reverses earlier rulings. So, So, so two guys that were marching around with everybody else, who were, you know, in essence, what did they do on January 6th? They went inside, they were taking selfies, there was one person that was killed, one person that was killed, and that was Ashley Babbitt, who was unarmed. The rest of that, that was not what was happening. So, the two of the, one person died of a fentanyl overdose, she wasn't trampled, She died of a fentanyl overdose. Two people died away from the Capitol. They were in poor health. One basically had, I think both had heart attacks. They had been at the speech. It was cold. There was a lot of walking, big crowds. This, by the way, this happens all the time. People die on cruise ships. People, tourists go places on vacation and and die. Um, This was... The People have medical emergencies. I covered one yesterday. We have the Facebook uh, live video of somebody, some poor man was driving a truck, he had a medical emergency stroke, and he crashed into the Dollar Tree in North Kingstown. So, and then as far as that Capitol Police officer, we still, they still don't know cause of death. But, like, what has happened that now we're all on edge. You know, I remember obviously, like many of you, the O'Dre trial was one thing as we're all waiting for the verdict. But for Maxine Waters to be telling Black Lives Matter get more confrontational, how is she not to be held accountable for that? Like what's happening? Where is, why is in the media she needs to be held accountable? This can't be one way. And it's certainly starting to feel, don't you think folks, it's starting to feel one way. And as far as in, in, in Providence, um, there, there is no excuse for any type of rioting or looting or you can't have another riot at the mall. Now, as I told you, you go back to January 6th, Governor Amundo had the National Guard at the Rhode Island Statehouse for basically two weeks <coughs> after what happened in Washington. And there was no threat. I have the photo up in the story. You have a Black Lives Matter member go to the Rhode Island State House on Wednesday with a loaded, uh, unlicensed weapon and nothing. Good luck trying to find it. Like it's like the media is burying the story. For crying out loud, um, I, I don't understand why this is allowed. It should not be allowed. Is what I'm trying to say. Hey, folks. Good afternoon. It's John DePietro. So we're standing by, closing arguments with the defense. And we're going to bring it to you. But I want to remind you, uh, this week, uh, the weather's going to be more pleasant. You're outside. Take care of your home or business. Do you have outside your home on a surface, maybe you have moss or mildew or stains, get rid of it with Bethel Softwash. Now, I've had Jared come to my home. You can text him at 401-617-2585. Bethel Certified Softwash, right in Lincoln, 617-2585. They're also on Facebook, Bethel Certified Softwash, biodegradable, plant-safe, low-pressure. The before and after pictures speak for themselves. The website is rhodeislandsoftwashing.com, rhodeislandsoftwashing.com. But if you have some of that mildew, and moss and stains and maybe you thought well, i'll probably die off in the winter it doesn't it lies dormant get rid of it with bethel certified soft wash contact jared either on facebook or his he has a great website rhodeislandsoftwashing.com or you can text him for a free estimate you take a picture of the side of the building or the walkway wherever it is or fence or your house at 617-2585, 401-617-2585, he'll give you a free same-day text estimate. It's Bethel-certified softwash. Well, folks, good afternoon. It's Juan. It's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. I highly encourage you to contact Allstate Lock. I have a question. Do you have security cameras outside your home or maybe your office? It is, You know what? Allstate Lock brings you peace of mind. There's a direct link at the website, thepetro.com, or you can call them at 401-349-0042, 401-349-0042, and online, allstatelock.com. Experts in locking systems, building security, security cameras, and by the way, the security cameras, you then have an app where it's then you just watch them right on your phone. You could either be inside your house or you could be at work, you could be away. Contact Allstate Lock today, allstatelock.com, or call them at 401-349-0042. I think um, people need to speak out, and police need our support. There should be more back the blue. And, you know, it's not easy being out there, and we hear all this. And, you know, there's a lot of problems with the system. But I know the problem is not to defund the police, And this, you know, it's going to reach a point. I am telling you, Biden, he's looking for a race war and he's going to get it. Um, Absolutely looking for a race war and he's going to get one. Because what is this all of a sudden? You know, I remember obviously with OJ, if you, those of you that remember the OJ trial, you had the situation with the split screen where they had all, I think it was at, um, on an all black college in Georgia. I, I think so, maybe like Spelman. And then on the that was on the right side of the screen, and the left side of the screen were all white students maybe at Georgetown or something like that. And when they announced the OJ verdict, the black students they all erupted in cheers and they were hugging each other and pumping, and the white students were just dumbfounded. So you had that, but and you did have the rioting after Rodney King. Certainly in L.A. and then in major cities, uh, New York, some major cities had some problems, but nothing like this. Nothing like the entire country is on pins and needles, depending on what the verdict is going to be. And are we looking for, you know, justice here? Um, Or are they looking to, as they say, you know, policing's on trial, uh, white privilege is on trial. I mean, that whole situation There's three counts. I I don't know how it's going to come down. It doesn't, it certainly doesn't seem like they're going to get second-degree murder. Uh, It's second-degree murder. It is also third-degree murder, which is somewhat unusual, and you don't have that. And then you have second-degree manslaughter. But what has happened that, and no one is saying anything about it. You know, you have like, do you notice, folks, that the, everything, the tone has changed. I think, you know, people need to speak up. This is not the way the system should work. But it started last spring and you saw it locally when, you know, they, they took down the Christopher Columbus statue in Providence. Because if they didn't take it down, then the mobs were going to rip it down. So uh, they were going to tear it down. And you had different monuments that were torn down and, and like no repercussions at all. And I thought last hour, our segment politics this week with Justin Katz, Justin made a great argument that basically what happened on January 6th were, you know, the Trump supporters kind of imitation is the highest form of, fl- uh, of a flattery. They basically just copied what they had watched all summer that seemed like acceptable behavior. But instead, 300 people have got arrested for it. And, you know, the media continues to misrepresent the fact that, that uh, you know, that, all right, I think they are now going to come back with the, I believe, and I want to carry this, this will be the closing arguments for the defense. I think they're gearing up for it. It is. Folks, here it is. Members of the jury, I
2: want to take this opportunity first uh, to thank each and every one of you for your service, your diligence. This is Eric Nelson. We all recognize the disruption that jury service places on your personal and professional lives, especially in a case of this magnitude and duration. Closing argument. On behalf of Mr. Chauvin, I want to thank each and every one of you for your attention and service to this jury. I'm going to apologize if I get a little long-winded, because I get one bite at the apple here. The state has an opportunity to rebut my statement after this. There's so very much we need to cover. There's so very much we need to talk about, and it is all important.
0: Defense attorney for Before Derek Before I
2: begin my review of the evidence in this case, I would like to address two very crucial points of law, and they were touched on by the state. The presumption of innocence and what proof beyond a reasonable doubt means. The presumption of innocence, the defendant is presumed innocent. That's the starting point. He's presumed innocent of these charges. And this presumption remains with him throughout the course of the trial, the presentation of the evidence, Throughout the course of your deliberations, until and unless the state has proved its case beyond a reasonable doubt, the defendant does not have to prove his innocence. We talked about this in jury selection. We talked about the starting point. The defendant doesn't have to try to catch up, he starts at the presumption of innocence.
0: Very important.
2: Proof beyond a reasonable doubt. Here's the definition that the judge just read you. Proof beyond a reasonable doubt is such proof as ordinary prudent men and women would act upon in their most important affairs. A reasonable doubt is a doubt that is based upon reason and common sense. It does not mean a fanciful or capricious doubt nor does it mean beyond all possibility of doubt. The law recognizes three standards of proof. The preponderance of the evidence is the first and lowest standard. Clear and convincing evidence is the next standard. And the third standard is proof beyond a reasonable doubt. And the way we lawyers sometimes illustrate what these three standards mean is through the scales of justice, right? The scales of justice equally balanced. When you apply the standard of the preponderance of the evidence, it's also called the scintilla of the evidence. A single grain of sand tips the scales in the favor of one party or the other. And this burden of proof is used in many civil cases. Somebody, if the state wants to take away your driver's license, for an example, that is the burden of proof that the state has in that type of a case. They have to just ever so slightly convince the finder of fact that their evidence supports their action. The next standard is clear and convincing evidence. And that's pretty self-explanatory, right? It is clear evidence, and it convinces you, the finder of fact, that the action is correct. This is the standard of proof that is used if the state wants to take away your children. Clear and convincing evidence. It tips the scales more in one, the favor of one party over the other. The highest standard in this country is proof beyond a reasonable doubt. Proof beyond a reasonable doubt. Essentially, what the state has to convince you is that there, the evidence in this case completely eliminates any reasonable doubt, or in other words, leaving only unreasonable doubt. Capricious, fanciful. Capricious doubt, capricious means unpredictable. Fanciful. Space aliens flew in, inhabited the body of Derek Chauvin and caused this stuff. That's fanciful. Beyond The reasonable doubt, it is the highest standard in the law. Doesn't mean beyond all possibility of doubt, because I suppose space aliens may have been inhabiting his body, but that's obviously fanciful and capricious. So these two standards, the presumption of innocence and proof beyond a reasonable doubt, work in concert with each other. You start with the proposition that Mr. Chauvin is innocent of these charges. The state has to advance substantial evidence to convince you that the only doubts that are remaining are unreasonable doubts. As you analyze the evidence in this case, you would simply have to find that any defense that has been advanced is unreasonable. That's, I mean, that's what this standard well, is good all afternoon.
0: About. It's John DePico. This is uh, Closing Arguments.
2: I want to take this opportunity also to talk to you about the importance of reading the entire instruction.
0: This is Eric Nelson, defense because attorney. I've seen the Derek Chauvin murder trial, And lawyers, and I'm going to do Floyd. it too,
2: right? We pick and choose those things that uh, help us make our case and help us argue our case that's our job as lawyers is to point out words and phrases within the instructions that that make the difference in the case and to take that evidence and present it to you in such a way that it supports our proposition that's what we do that's why you are instructed that if your memories of the evidence is different that if you're the the judge's law is what applies. But take the time to carefully read the entire instructions. Throughout the course of this trial, you've seen us do this, right? Little snippets, a second here, a second there, a screenshot here, a screenshot there. You need to review the entirety of the evidence in this case during the course of your deliberations as well. And I can tell you that some of the videos that we've seen, they're much longer than what was presented in court. There's additional information and you're going to see some of that as we go through this case today. So take the time and conduct an honest assessment of the facts of this case Compare it to the law as the judge instructs you and the entirety of the law. That's why the instructions tell you, consider the instructions as a whole. I've, I've told you that lawyers like to present evidence that favors them, right? But we have to be intellectually honest about the evidence we have to present it in an honest and intellectually cohesive and coherent manner and i have to address something that i think is important and i think it is a prime example of what i am asking you and what is your obligation to do to look at the evidence in light of all of the other pieces of evidence right So you heard during the testimony of Dr. Fowler that one of the things that he considered is the possibility that carbon monoxide was present and could have contributed to an environment that created an oxygen deprivation. You you heard that testimony. In rebuttal to that testimony, the state brought Dr. Tobin back in and he told you We can completely disregard that. We know as a fact, we know conclusively that Mr. Floyd did not have carbon monoxide because his oxygen was saturated to 98%. And you just heard the state say, just like I am right here, right? So it stands to reason. I could get up in front of you and I could argue to you We know this wasn't asphyxiation because George Floyd had a 98% oxygen level. How could he have been asphyxiated at the hospital with a 98% oxygen level? But that's not intellectually honest. It doesn't stack up against the rest of the evidence because of what we know, right? We heard the testimony of Seth Bravender. And Derek Smith, the paramedics. We heard the testimony of Dr. Langenfeld. They came in and they said they began resuscitative effort, efforts. They introduced oxygen, an oxygen supply. We, they're they're manually breathing for him. They're reoxygenating his blood. So when you look at that piece of evidence, when you look at a piece of evidence like that, you have to compare it against all of the other evidence. Because you can't come in and say, George Floyd, on one hand, George Floyd died of asphyxiation, but he has a 98% oxygen level. Right, His blood is oxygenated. Then it is, stands to reason the opposite is true as well. You can't come in and say, I can conclusively prove that Mr. Floyd didn't have carbon monoxide in his blood because he had this high oxygen saturation. You test one statement against the evidence of other people and you compare it. That is what you as jurors are obligated to do and what I am asking you to do. Compare the evidence against itself. Test it. Challenge it. Compare it to the law. Read the instructions in their entirety. Start from the point of the presumption of innocence and see how far the state can get. I submit to you that the state has failed to meet its burden of proof beyond a reasonable doubt.
0: Folks, are listening to the John to Show. These closing arguments. This is the defense attorney for Officer Derek Chauvin in the death of George Floyd.
2: Mr. Chauvin has been charged, as the state indicated, with these three charges, and the judge has instructed you. Count one is second-degree murder while committing a felony. It's also called the felony murder rule in Minnesota. Kind of the textbook example is... I run into a liquor store, I pull a gun. I'm intending to rob the liquor store. My gun goes off, I shoot and kill the teller. I didn't intend to go in and murder that person, but my the death of that teller occurred while I was committing a felony. That's the felony murder rule. He's been charged with murder in the third degree for, for performing an intentional act that was eminently dangerous. You've seen the instructions, you've heard them. And manslaughter in the second degree. Again, the law has all of the words. It defines the words you need. And the instructions should be considered in their entirety. Whenever I meet with a client, I try to explain what the elements are. And this is the analogy that I use. I say that A criminal case is kind of like baking chocolate chip cookies. You have to have the necessary ingredients. You've got to have flour, sugar, and butter, and chocolate chips, whatever else goes into those chocolate chip cookies. If you have all of the ingredients, you can make chocolate chip cookies. But if you're missing any one single ingredient, you can't make chocolate chip cookies. It's a simple kind of analogy. But the criminal law works the same way. We say, we call the ingredients, the elements. The state has the burden of proving each and every element beyond a reasonable doubt. Not just some global proposition that they've proved their case beyond a reasonable doubt. They have to prove each of these elements beyond a reasonable doubt. And if you determine that they have done so, you convict. But if they are missing any one single element, any one single element it is a not guilty verdict and you saw the spreadsheet that the state put up right the elements are a little different in each of these cases and some of these elements will take less of your consideration. You will have to look at the evidence and you will have to, for example, determine is Cup Foods in the city of Minneapolis, is Minneapolis in the county of Hennepin, is Hennepin County in the state of Minnesota. Did this happen on May 25th, 2020, right? It's going to take less of your consideration, but nevertheless, you have to do that. You have to go through that process. Two of the elements that I want to focus on during the course of my discussion here today, two of these elements... are common throughout or two of these issues are common and apply to all three counts and so i want to focus my remarks today on those two issues the first were mr chauvin's actions an authorized use of force by a peace officer right because in the instructions it specifically tells you no crime is committed if it was an authorized use of force, period, end of discussion. The second is an element that is and does appear in all three counts that is, the cause of death. What caused Mr. Floyd's death? And we're gonna talk about that in a second. So, let's start with the concept of reasonable force. As the instructions read in their entirety, no crime is committed if a police officer's actions were justified by the police officer's use of reasonable force in the line of duty in effecting a lawful arrest or preventing an escape from custody. The kind and degree of force a police officer may lawfully use in executing his duties is limited by what a reasonable police officer in the same situation would believe to be necessary. Any use of force beyond that is not reasonable. To determine if the actions of the police officer were reasonable, you must look at those facts which a reasonable officer in the same situation would have known at the precise moment The officer acted with force. You must decide whether the officer's actions were objectively reasonable in light of the totality of the facts and circumstances confronting the officer and without regard to the officer's own subjective state of mind, intention, or motivations. The defendant is not guilty of a crime if he used force as authorized by law. And to prove guilt the state must further prove beyond a reasonable doubt that the defendant's use of force was not authorized by law. So if you remember from my opening statements on how I talked about reason and common sense, right? The reasonable police officer standard. I wanna just briefly add one thing here is the standard is not what should the officer have done in these circumstances. It's not what could the officer have done differently in these circumstances. The standard is what were the facts that were known to this officer at the precise moment he used force and considering all of the totality of circumstances facts known to the officer would a reasonable police officer what would a reasonable police officer have done you have heard from numerous experts police use of force experts the training department from the minneapolis police department you've heard from police officers street police officers sergeant edwards sergeant pluger right So you've heard from these people, and they have given you their opinions at various stages as to the reasonableness of the use of force. But one of the things that the state, or excuse me, one of the things that all
0: of these police officers effectively agreed to is that when you look at the the questions. Of Closing
2: what would arguments. a police officer do In the Derek knowing Schopen the facts of the case? We're going to stay with this there through the 1 o'clock news. That a police officer is entitled to take into consideration above and beyond the facts, right? Their training, the training that they receive, their, their experience as a police officer, the department's policies on the use of force. And all of these things kind of lead into the question of Most critically, what are the
0: facts that were known to the police officers? All right. Actually, on second thought, folks. Good afternoon. It's John DePietro. We are um we are going to break for the one o'clock news simply because this is going to go longer than I initially thought. I know it's going to go long. I know it's going to go long. But it's um it's going to go on for a while. We will get into it next hour as well. Again, remember we go until uh, two o'clock. I want to remind you right now it is twelve fifty seven. It's Monday, and maybe over the course of the weekend. Either you or a family member or friend, anyone, if you were in an accident, you need a personal injury attorney, someone to represent you. How about someone with over 50 years personal experience, 100 years for the staff, that person is Jack Calvino. So if you were in an auto accident, motorcycle accident, slip and fall, workplace injury, you know what to do. Fight back, call Jack, 401-785-9400. Dial 785-9400, Jack Calvino. Fight back, call Jack, 785-9400. Remember, you are entitled. The insurance company, they're not going to just hand it to you. You need a fighter. Fight back, call Jack today, 785-9400. Jack Calvino. Again, if you were in an auto accident motorcycle accident, maybe a workplace injury, fight back, call Jack. You are entitled to be compensated for your suffering. But, unfortunately, you need a fighter who's going to get it for you. That fighter is Jack Calvino. Call him today, 785-9400 or online, fightbackcalljack.com. Folks, it's Sean DePietro. So here's what we're going to do. It's 1259. We are going to uh, break. For the 1 o'clock news coming up, we have another hour to go. Again, we're going to dip in and out a little bit of this uh, closing arguments now as the nation is is on edge for potential riots, damage. We're going to tell you about that, dip in on some of it. Again, next hour, you can listen at the website, which is dipetro.com or on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. So let's do this. We're going to break, get a news update with the one o'clock news. We have another hour to go right here. WNRI Woonsocket socket w236 CW w260 DC